Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, recording. Can you just do a level real quick? Yo, yo. Hey, what's up? Cool. Cool. Sweet. <clears throat> and welcome back to the Mostly Professional Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew James French, where we record and explore the space between master and beginner of craft and career. And I'm joined once again by my good friend, writer, director, artist, painter, DIY extraordinaire, Jake Moss. Hello, Jake Moss. Hey, dude. <laughs> How are uh, you? I'm good. I, um... <laughs> I don't know why. Like as soon as like when you uh, first started saying your intro thing, I just went straight into like my shy mode. Like I was just sitting here, like blushing like a fucking idiot. Well, it went <laughs> went a teensy <laughs> bit more formal, but um, yeah. we'll relax as we go. I I'm I do the same thing, but in uh, instead of being shy, I get like more. I mean, it's it's shy by being more formal and like. Um, mm. This and this and this and this. Yeah, yeah. So my loosening up is uh, takes a minute as well. Mm. But Jake Moss, how's your year been so far? Pretty good. Well, kind of, I don't know. Like uh, a lot has changed. I um, so I started the year living out of a studio, um, and then I had the I released the film that I was working on, and then my uncle died. And that was a big for me. It still is. And then um, I moved into a house with a fucking bed. It's insane. And then I uh, and then I really I released a poetry book. And then um, uh, yeah, I'm working on uh, another film now. And yeah, a, l- a lot has happened. It's good. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the last week and a bit, something else has happened. Which we're yeah. going to get to. Yeah. We had to segment it <coughs> so it wasn't the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can have a mini episode just about yeah. that. Anyway, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been a good year. It's been a, a busy year. But also, I feel like I've grown up a lot this year. I, s- I think that's every year, though. I suppose that's just being a person. It's like, hopefully, you know, that's the case for a lot of people. You, like, learn more about yourself and the world you live in every year. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Well, we mentioned uh, briefly a couple of things that you've been working on or have worked on this year, but um, something that happened late last year, which um, last time you were on hadn't happened yet, mm. and that was uh, with feelings. Oh yeah, at the Bauhaus. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was a thrill. I um, it was really good working with Brisbane Bauhaus for a lot of reasons, but also like they just said yes to everything. <laughs> like I would ask them. Well, how it went was I went there for a meeting in regards to having like an open studio for their Wonderland Festival. And then we sat down and then as I remember, it was pretty much straight away. They, they for that particular meeting with three different people, the main producer, like an associate producer, and then like the uh, 
this guy who was in charge of like all the technical aspects of running the festival. Um, and yeah, we sat, sat down and then pretty much straight away, they were like, oh, do you want to exhibit here? I'm like, uh, yeah. Um, how, like, whereabouts? Like, what space could I use? And they're like, oh, all of it. I'm like, right, sweet. So I knew that I'd be doing a big exhibition because I'd have legit all their wall space. And I ended up asking them, can I put some paintings in the toilet? And they ended up checking, like, with their different uh, departments or whatever, and they got back to me, like, within a few days and said, yeah, we confirmed it. Like, we checked it and everything, and yeah, you can and shit in the toilets. So, um, yeah, I don't know, there are heaps of other things as well. Like, I had this massive painting that was done on, like, this really thick, heavy slab of wood. And they, like, to have it displayed, you couldn't hang it, so they had to like legit bolt it to the floor or to the wall or something. They had, yeah, there's a few people, I have photos of it, like a few people like setting up this fucking, like this one painting. Um, so yeah, that was really good working with them. And just on that exhibition in general, was uh, I really enjoyed preparing for it and actually being there for it. And yeah, it was good. Awesome. Now, you had your... Well, you had, you had a, a space to work in at the powerhouse, which was simultaneously something that you were using to make the work that was exhibiting there, I, I believe, kind as well as kind of in, uh, part of the exhibit in itself. Kind of. So that was the open studio. So that was the original like meeting I had. That's what that was about. So there was the exhibition, and then the open studio was a, like its own separate thing. where Because uh, all the paintings for the exhibition, they had already been done in my actual studio. Um and then for the open studio, there's more about just me having fun and people who visit the powerhouse being able to see like just a little studio set up and I guess just like meet with me because I met so many people during that. Like people would be sitting at like the bar having lunch or about to see a show or they just finished a show and they'll just come over and see me painting there and they'll just say, hey. And yeah, I met so many people just because of that. And it was good to, you know, connect with people. And it's not every day that, People do get to meet, like, an artist who exhibits their work and, you know, like, oh, no, yeah. It's really, I got a lot, I feel like I got a lot more from that than anyone I met did, though. <laughs> yeah. How did it feel working in a, a public space versus a versus a private space it's totally different like when i'm to be honest like if i'm painting in a, a open studio which i've done a few times now it's not the same it's not like it look it might look the same or people might think it's a but it's for me like it's not at all because i'm the way i approach it is like oh, i'm just gonna have fun and fuck around and yeah i'll paint some things and i'll talk to people and that's it whereas when i'm in like my actual studio painting i can actually totally focus on what I'm doing instead of thinking oh people are walking past now so I should probably paint something or I should probably you know be a certain way or something whereas in my studio like I don't want to talk to anyone so the idea of having an open studio I do like it I do get, get to meet people and you know, it's a it's a good thing socially for me to do but um yeah it's it's my headspace is totally totally different when I'm actually in the studio working on stuff yeah i guess it's unfair to say but do you have a preference uh, my studio of course 
Mm. But yeah, the o- open studio thing is like, uh, yeah, it's a little fun thing to do every now and then, but it's not like, oh, the shoot, the, yeah. I can't think of many things at all that beat just being in a studio alone painting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Did anyone ever, I mean, whether or not this was something you wanted slash uh, were allowed to do, is an odd way to put it. Um, did did anyone interact with the the work that you were making while you were in the open studio directly? Like, was there anyone that that had a go or that you? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That was a part of it as well. Is that I would invite people to come and paint if they wanted. It wasn't like a free for all. Like people can just come and paint. It's like mm. no, this is my setup here. Yeah, but it wasn't a kitty table. <laughs> yeah, but there would be people. It was like if I was talking to them for a, a hot minute, and I'd think, oh yeah, like I'd just ask them if they want to have a go, and quite a few people did. And there was this, uh these kids <laughs> that were um, with their family and they, their family were like over at the bar, just like, you know, having some drinks, maybe, maybe they're having some food before they saw a show. And then the kids wandered over. And then I was sitting there talking with them as I was painting. Cause they obviously thought this was fascinating seeing a grown man paint. <laughs> and then I, um, and I knew I couldn't ask them if they wanted to paint because I knew they probably wouldn't be able to, but I, like I did say to them, oh, you know, you know, go ask your, you know, your mum or your dad, um, if actually no, I didn't. Sorry, I just remembered. I asked them where their mum and dad were, and then they pointed. So then I went over to their mum and dad and said, well, I, 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 to be honest, I only remember talking to the mum. So I said to the mum, um, hey, like I'm painting over here. I have some paints and stuff. Um, I know it's probably a no because they're about to see a show and they're wearing really nice clothes, but. Uh, is there any chance they could? And then the mum, of course, was like, uh, no, unf- like, unfortunately not. Like, they're wearing really nice clothes. But then I instantly had a solution. Um, <laughs> I was like, all right. So the kids came back with me <coughs> to the studio. And then um, I just, like, sat them on, like, this couch I had there. And then um, I just started painting. And then I just, I they could be the boss. So they're just telling me exactly what to paint, which they didn't. They didn't really do because like they're kids and they can't think like on the spot like that. Mm. So I was just kneeling in front of them with the little canvas. I said, all right, over here, maybe I should, maybe I should paint like a shape. And then I'd say to them, do you reckon I should do like a triangle or like a, like a circle? What do you, what do you reckon I should do? And then they would like argue about what shape they want me to do. And I'd say, oh, I think, I think that's a great idea. And then for the next question, I would like say, oh, I think we should do, what color should we do this shape? And then I would just pick whatever the other kids said who didn't get a turn last time. Mm. And then they, I ended up um, uh, giving it to them. And I said, hey, like, after, the, after you see your show, this thing should be dry. So if you want, I'd like you to take it home. And then on the back, I wrote their names. And I said, thanks for painting. Or thanks for, like, doing this or whatever. And, yeah, it was, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, man. Anyway, so, th- so that was a long story. How old story. were they? They were... S- Seven and oh man, I can't believe I don't remember this. I need to look this up right okay. now, so really quick. It's uh, yeah. Let's keep talking. I'm looking this up real quick because I have um the mum posted a photo oh, and cool. tagged me on the whole the the Instagrams and it was just the cutest thing. Cool. Um, yeah, well, that's something that I've noticed. I've been I've been working with kids lately. Um, is that sometimes they might not necessarily be able to think of something on the spot, but if you give them options. Yeah, they give them prompts, then they can choose. If you're inviting, and if you're like, yeah, um, let them, yeah. Even if it's, even if it's like, should I do this? Yeah, that you're gonna do anyway, and they go, yeah, yeah. 
it, mm. it makes them feel uh, like they're more involved. Louis is seven, and Sophia, his little sister, is four. Oh wow! And yeah, and the the, the mum uh, follows me on Instagram, and yeah, there are photos there of like that she took of me like kneeling in front of them. I'm showing Matthew now for the listeners. Yeah, I'm having a look, <laughs> and um, Jake's, like, Jake's Instagram will be um, yeah. linked at the end. Yeah, that's but, what. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. So this is very cute, and um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Cool. Well, we touched on another <coughs> another project, mm. um, one that I was. Very. I mean, I saw with feelings as well. I've been very fortunate to be able to see a lot of your work. Um, That's one way of putting it. <laughs> in the last little bit, uh, let's talk about exterior skate park. Dude, I fucking love that thing. Like, uh, <laughs> we shot that. So this is a film we shot in Woodridge in over two and a half days, and uh, yeah, we we just. I just want to make something different that's still, I don't know. I just want to make, I don't know what my approach to it was. I just want to make something that I really like was passionate to do. And mm. that's what it was. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's weird because talking about some uh, projects, it's probably better for someone else like you who's seen it to talk about it. Cause I don't know what to say about it. Cause for me, I have a totally different yeah, because it's this thing I made. Yeah, so and I've got a view of it because I was someone yeah. who wasn't involved in it, yeah. but saw it. Yeah, so it's hard for me to me yeah, if you yeah I can answer any questions you have about it. Yeah, like. well, for one thing, um, so you and you and Nick, uh, Nick pro- yeah, Nicky yeah, your producer. So I can't remember the exact story behind it, but there was a bunch of things, sort of like a checklist that you really wanted um, the I'm film to have. Yeah, I'm big like that. And that's like with the next film we're doing as well. Like I'll have a look, like for this film, for Exterior Skate Park, sorry, I knew that I wanted to like kind of juxtapose the idea of like kids in the hood with like beautiful classical music. And I knew that I wanted the film to be in like this perfect square. And I knew that I wanted to like use like a few different uh, montages throughout the film. And I also knew that I wanted to be set in like a 24 hour period. And I also knew that I um, wanted the film to go for 41 minutes and 14 seconds, which is the postcode of Woodridge where it's set and shot. And I knew that, um, yeah, there are just so many, uh, yeah, just, I don't know, I just knew, and that's just what I remember now, but I'm sure there's a lot more things that I just wanted to have the film be. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of those things help because it's like, all right, you learn a lot from doing things like that because I'm like, okay, on this film needs to go for this length, so down to the second, like needs to go for this long. It's like, all right, so which, which bits are we cutting out? Which bits are we adding in? You know, it like makes you you prioritize certain things over others, and and yeah, and same with like even shooting in a square. It's like, all right, we need to like get rid of our idea of what a beautiful frame looks like when mm. we're dealing with thirds or anything like that because now we're shooting in a fucking square, so it's like. All right, we need to come at this from a different view. Anyway, I don't know. It's just, yeah. just for anyone listening that is um, not 100% sure what we're talking about by the square. so It's a one to one ratio. Yeah, so, yeah. The, so the aspect ratio. So if you watch a movie at a cinema and it's in widescreen, as in it's like a rectangle, so this is the screen, like a really old TV, like a CRT 
TV from like the well, 90s. Like even a square. The, even they were 4-3. Four, 4-3, three. Four, three, sorry. Yeah, so square is even more. Or yeah. It's like Instagram posts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's like that. But you, besides, they didn't cut it into a square in post. They were... At, well, sorry, you did. But you had to consider it we, well, for we, Well, even for our displays, when we were shooting, we put tape over it so we could oh. only... We didn't, yeah. So we were never tempted. Because in quite a lot of those shots... Um, on the sides, they were like you could see the boom and everything because we knew like oh it's gonna be fine because we're doing the square thing. So that's yeah, we'd have we'd have the boom as close as we could, and um because that's why yeah that's I want to release. I was considering releasing like a widescreen version, mm. but there are just a few shots where the boom is in or something. But um because there are a few shots I can think of even now we're in widescreen. I'm like holy shit. That's why for this next film, <laughs> yeah. I'm g- going very wide <laughs> i'm just like i want to see all of it yeah cool now um for some of us out there who either are interested in film or making films and everything like that and they want to go from the step of having made it and having it finished and they don't necessarily just want to put it on youtube or um or whatever like that uh how did you how did you show exterior skate park to the world well uh <laughs> we had a screening and then we just chucked it on amazon prime and uh but it's only in uk and usa at the moment because to get it onto the australian one or even other countries is a fair bit harder well i know that i, I think we could easily get it onto the german germany in germany and uh, uh, japan uh but uh, yeah, for those you need their subtitles, right? So I'm like, oh fuck that. <laughs> but um, but with Australia, it's like a totally different thing. Um, you need to. Well, I don't know how it works because I haven't done it yet. But I just know it's like a longer process. Mm. And I think I don't know. Yeah, to fuck around. Okay. But um. Yeah. Well, originally, the originally with the film, I was going to just release it on YouTube. Just because I thought, fuck it. But then I thought, oh, no, wait, we'll do a screening. And then Nick liked the idea of the Amazon Prime thing. So I'm like, all right. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. I, don't, I don't know what we'll do with this next one, though. Mm. I, I don't know where it'll go. But I can say, um, as, as, a, as a punter, that, um, that going to a screening for something, and, and again... Um, the min- the film was exactly 41 minutes and 14 seconds long. <laughs> but that also means that it wasn't like a, a huge um, night out. Mm. That the difference with a bit of time and effort and money to have a little screening for it. Because I, I think like, th- I what, like 30, 40 people came to that? I'm not sure exactly. No, how. it was way more. Because, well, the cinema had... Um, like 90 seats and it was technically sold out but there were empty seats because some of the cast and crew <laughs> didn't bring their plus ones ah. <laughs> so I'm like okay right. so it's more than that cool. yeah yeah I think it, w- it would have been like at least 70 something yeah, mm. yeah but seeing it on the seeing it on the big screen mm. and making that like an extra part of the well, process part of yeah. you know for a, for a punter mm. that was you could you, you could even even if it wasn't that film, if it was just a mm. film, even if it was a student film, yeah. The difference between putting it on 
a cinema screen mm. and putting it on YouTube like yeah. just makes it uh, Nikki, difference. Nikki is very big into that and with all the cast and crew for this next film they're all big on that because I was I think I've asked a bunch of people like oh should we do this and every single one of them have been like yeah let's do it mm. which uh, I think that's that's why I'll do it next time is for them because I don't know I think uh, well by the time it's on a cinema like I've already spent hundreds of hours editing it so I know it back to front like mm. so I don't I honestly don't get that much out of it but it is good for people who worked on it and also for the people who come to the thing to see it there it's nice especially i suppose also like we do shoot it so it can be seen in this big beautiful thing so it makes sense to do a film screening mm. but um yeah but I, w I was quite ready not to for this next one but we will because everyone wants to <laughs> yeah. So yeah i'll make it happen yeah well i can definitely speak to that as a as an actor that um when you when you get to see the thing that you're in mm. on a on a big screen mm. um yeah it feels a world of difference mm. um it also makes you feel it feels simultaneously like you're a little more appreciated because the thing that you put time and effort into is like having time and effort put into it from the other side true to like put yeah. it on yeah, yeah and then there's just the the straight up thing of like inviting friends and family or mm. You know, making it an event for your, either yourself or for the people that are in it, mm. and um, yeah, it's like a good group thing of like we all made this thing, and then we show it. I also like that that's the first time anyone gets to see it, because even uh, well, last time Nick had seen it because he had helped edit the sound, and um, or design the sound, sorry, and uh, Matt, our sound guy on the film, had seen an earlier version of it but uh yeah apart from that like no one at all had seen it so mm. it was good because that was the first time anyone yeah anyone saw it. i think they'll be the same with his next film I, um i like the idea of yeah people even people involved not seeing it until then kind of like with the scripts for this next film like i, I haven't shown anyone <laughs> mm. and i like that i don't know you you'll see it when it's ready yeah and that yeah that goes to the people that are working on it as well yeah yeah Cool. Now, I wanted to get to your um, your current endeavor, which is not a film. Oh yeah, which is not a book. Mm. <coughs> it is uh, performance art. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely is. Honestly, <laughs> uh, Jake, tell tell us about tell us about Logan Art Gallery. Oh no, I uh, I don't know where to start. Do you want to go there tomorrow? <laughs> that was good. Uh, I would like to go there tomorrow, but I we can, uh, no one can go there tomorrow because they're fucking closed on Sundays. I, um, okay, so essentially what's happened is the gallery, my local art gallery from where I grew up, I, I, I went back there for a meeting. <sighs> and it's such a long story. There's a cat scratching in po the background. The point is, <laughs> the point is the uh, this gallery that's you know funded by taxpayers. It's a council art gallery, unlike all the other council art galleries. This one, which is also the one that's in the hood, is closed on Sundays, and they, uh, yeah, I just don't see why the people from that area, the area where I'm from, um, uh, should have like you know a second class gallery just because they're often seen as second-class citizens. And it's, uh, 
I feel like the council should do better. The gallery should do better. And they should be open, especially like on a Sunday, so people can actually go. Because at the moment, they're open um, Tuesday to Saturday. But think about it. Tuesday, Saturday is like the prime working hours for people in retail hospitality. Um, and also even just people who work Monday to Friday. They only have one day on the weekend to go see it. Same with kids in school. And on Saturdays, a lot of people have sporting events. A lot mm. of people like, do have volunteer work or actual like paid work that they're starting to do on Saturdays. So it's just like, I just don't see why, you know, because it is a taxpayer-funded thing, why the council wouldn't have the gallery more accessible to the people who actually pay for it, you know. So, yeah, just... Uh, and also they... Uh, their connection or lack thereof with the local youth is a different thing entirely. But then again, it is also connected to it because they're not open Sundays, so kids can't go. But yeah, it's a uh, there's a lot of things that I see wrong with that place, and I uh, yeah I went there for this meeting and I, uh, yeah I just got all the all the wrong vibes. I've never had yeah it's a uh, I've had various meetings with so many different like organisations over the years, and yeah I've never had such a <laughs> shitty interaction with one before. Yeah. Like, as I said, you know, because the meeting was about <coughs> if I was to do an exhibition there and um, I said that I would want to be open on Sundays and that I would, you know, and they said no. And I said, all right, well, what if I even paid for it to be open on Sundays just for this exhibition? Like, I'll literally cover all the costs so it can be open. And straight away they said no. I'm like, you don't want to check with anyone? You don't ask the person who's above you or anything? This is just a straight-up no, even if I'm paying for it. like, to, And the reason is to get more people in so people can actually come and see it, and it's just straight-up no. So I'm like, yeah, this is... Uh, so it's not even a money thing. It's just that uh, they just don't want to... I don't know why not. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, and also they admitted to me in that meeting that they don't have anyone 17 to 21 year, years old go to the gallery which is the age people are from when they leave school. So it's like as soon as they leave school and they're not being forced to go on school excursions anymore, they're just not interested. So, And those that do go who are younger are only going on like school excursions. So it's like, man, to be in a place like Logan Central, which is Woodridge, um, and to not be focused even in the tiniest bit on connecting with the kids in the area who have an entirely different upbringing than kids who are even a few kilometers out of the area. Like, I just don't understand that. Why you wouldn't want to embrace that, you know? And, yeah, and to admit to me that you don't get that age group coming in and to not even be open to changing a few things just to test it out. Yeah. And also they said to me, <laughs> this happened, they said to me, oh, well, actually, most of our people come come in here, you know, during the week. And I straight up said, yeah, that's because you're not fucking open on Sundays. <laughs> and which is true. Like, that's a, that's a horrible thing. Like, to, yeah. Anyway, I could go on forever about this, and clearly I can because I've posted over 250 times about it. Yeah, that's, that's the other thing I wanted to um, hmm. talk about of this uh, <laughs> turning into a... Um, yeah, like you said, kind of a performance art protest. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, well, it's not even a... I didn't see it as any of that, really. It's just... 
just doing the right thing. Mm. Which is if you see something that isn't right, and especially if you already tried doing it like the really nice way. Like I met with them and even offered to pay for this thing to be open. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, why don't you just talk with them and email them or meet with them and see if you can do it's like no, nah, they there was no and I, I also asked this person, uh, why are you close Sundays? And they straight up said to me, I don't know. <laughs> so they don't know why they're closed Sundays. They're not willing to be to have someone contribute financially so they can be open Sundays. And they admit that they don't get this age group going in and all these things. So I, I, I just got the, an extremely horrible vibe from them. And I thought, all right, if they're not open to even discussing or... Because, you know, when you meet with other people, they, like other uh, galleries or businesses, they'll be open to ideas. Mm. Powerhouse, for example. Mm. Oh, yeah, we'll see what we can do about that. Mm. Come back to me a few days later. Yeah, we spoke to everyone. You can hang paintings in the toilets. But this was not even a, oh, we'll think about it. Oh, oh that seems like an right idea. It was just straight away, like, very dismissive mm. of anything. And so, yeah, I said, all right, well, then I'm just going to take this to the people. <laughs> and, yeah, so now me, I'm just going to keep posting. I won't stop either because it's how can I? If I know that if this gallery opens Sundays and if they develop programs that are focused around connecting and engaging with local youth, you could really use it. Um. Yeah, all all that can come, all that can happen. So if I stop, I'm just like accepting defeat on their behalf. Mm. So it's like the moment I stop and give up and be like, oh, I've had enough of doing this. Then, what well, they just that's just giving up on the kids. Like, yeah, no, fuck that. Mm. I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get a billboard or two. Mm. Mm. Where are they going? I can't, I don't want to say exactly, and I also don't want to say when they're going up exactly either, because okay. I, d- I don't. I like the idea of one day the people at the gallery, uh, just driving to work from Brisbane, from West End, <laughs> maybe. Um, I don't want to confirm any. I don't. I like. Yeah, I, I want to say. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, West End. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that they just see this billboard that's like a meme about their place of work, not like you know, delivering what they could be delivering. They're lacking. Mm. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Well, from the outside, I've got to, yeah, there's a few things that I've been I've been thinking about with all this. Mm. So one, and this is like a comment both for artists and, I don't know, facilitators of art, no matter what that is, if you're a theatre or a gallery, whatever, is that you often hear about um, either... You often hear about artists who want to give back to their community, and there's obviously various ways you can do that. But that can that can be twofold of the artist making that effort and <laughs> potentially that community either welcoming it or facilitating it or even like actually being very heavily involved mm. in making that happen. And um, what what bothered me about it, although I'm not from uh, the Logan area, it's not actually about the Logan area as much as them having, I think it was a mission statement or something like that of like, we want to interact with uh, youth, for lack of a better word, mm. and then saying no to someone who's from the area who has a background and experience and then is also not just asking, oh, can you please let me do it? And making them do all the legwork. It's like, 
I'll do the legwork. Just give me the walls. And then saying no. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it was just uh, and also it's kind of weird. It's like, oh, I've, it's, uh, it's a weird position to be in to have someone who's not from the area, never lived in the area, tell you n- no. It's mm. like, what? You, you clearly have no idea what it would mean to these kids. Exactly. If an artist from the area like came back and like did this really cool big exhibition and uh yeah yeah just yeah just be i don't know just yeah because we talked a, a little bit about this last time of sort of um mm. uh coming from a place and feeling a certain way about it you know you were talking about woodridge and how that shaped you but also coming back to it mm. and me talking about where i grew up and sort of feeling like nothing was really happening there and you telling me like well you could be the you could be the whatever that comes from there and mm. quote unquote puts it on the map yeah and that to me you know i've i've been teaching um drama to kids recently mm. and i thought you know i'm not a hot shot but if i was a kid at primary school and someone who went to my primary school came back when they were in their mid-20s mm. Um, doing something they enjoyed, and yeah, and told them like you know you can you can do it. That would mean the world to I me. F- I feel like the impression I got from the meeting I had with Logan Art Gallery was that they, that again, this is just the impression I got, that they thought I was doing things for me mm. and wanting because I did say all right, what have you like? Logan Art Gallery have four different exhibition rooms. They're just mm. rooms. And they only ever give one to one artist at a time. And they also have all their opening nights on the same night. So they have four different exhibitions at a time and the opening night's always on the same night for all of them. So the way I see it, that just sounds like they've only ever done group exhibitions. Mm. And my idea was, why don't I just, like I have proven it from the powerhouse thing that I can deliver like a massive, really cool like exhibition. Why don't we do that here and give it, like something for the kids to be excited about, mm. like deliver this massive exhibition by this local artist who's gone on to exhibit in New York and do all these different things. And even that was a straight up no. It wasn't like, yeah, we'll think about it. Oh, I'll pass this on to like this person who's like above me. It's just nothing. I'm like, they don't understand. This isn't, I've already done this. Like at very mm. best, Logan Art Gallery would be like a lateral move for my mm. career. Like, so it's not like, oh, I want to do this so I can say I've done it. I've already done it at, like, Powerhouse. I just wanted to do it there. So then, because I know, like you just said, being, like, a young kid from that area, being like, oh, shit, this this artist who's, like, still young is from here. And this gallery just gave him this whole space to do this massive thing. And he has this film here and this book and all these paintings. And, and yeah, the gallery's even open on Sundays now because it's, like what that would mean to a kid in the area is fucking massive. Mm. Like, and that's what it's about. And it's, and because the person that I met with said, oh, but bigger doesn't mean better. Like, and was saying that, oh, even if it's in one, in this one like little room, it can still be, it can still be like that. I'm like, it can't be. That's not going to be impressive to some kid in the hood. You need to give them something like to be impressed by and to mm. really care about. If they're like, oh, some guy that was from here is doing an exhibition in this one little room we have, which is the room they give to people the first time they exhibit there, like this little room. Mm. It's like no kid is going to walk in and be like, oh, so he did the ones in that room there. Oh, okay. But if you walk into a gallery and all this shit is by like this artist, it's just, yeah, you need to, yeah. That's something that can be inspiring and like wow people, especially in that area. Mm. 
Yeah. Because I think the the idea of, I don't know, connecting with the youth or helping the youth or, or whatever, you've got lots of different ways. You've got the direct approach of like maybe having workshops and things like that. I would but do that too, yeah. Exactly. But also just the impression that it gives them. them. Yeah. That they hear and see mm. this guy mm. from here done all these things, but yeah. also coming back simultaneously as like um, a way to, you know, have an exhibition, mm. but also, and, and I understand it's tricky to talk about it without feeling a bit like wanky, for lack of a better word, because I know that mm. that's, a, that's a tricky thing to navigate. But if they, if they came and they saw like, here's this guy from here and does it, then it would inspire them. That's that's not wanky at all. That's just the truth. Exactly. That's exactly what yeah. I was going after too. Is that yeah, it would just be Yeah, you have to do things and even if as adults, even if we know, okay, bigger isn't better or whatever, it's like, yeah, but that's not how kids think. No. If you have these kids in the hood and they they, they to them bigger and is better and is more impressive and it is and also it makes them feel special because like, oh shit, this gallery that we never fucking go to all of a sudden has this massive exhibition by this young artist and it's meant for us. Mm. Like it's about being a young person in this area. Like yeah. that's something that, again, even if, because if that, and also the idea is if you did something like that, if you actually pitched it to the youth and actually marketed it, it would be a, it'd be something that would be a great uh, place for the gallery to start from. So after that, okay, now the youth are all of a sudden interested in this gallery. All of a sudden you had this cool exhibition that was really big and impressive and they loved it. And now, yeah, right, so what's next? How are you going to keep them? Because now, like, I've got them going into the gallery. Like, what's next? So, uh, and it, it's also in interesting too because I've done, yeah, like 20 projects now and every single one has been, uh, I guess, for young people, yeah. Mm. And about young people too. In, in all of them, yeah. So um, it's just interesting to have this body of work, which it is now, 20 projects. And, uh, yeah, it's like I know what I'm talking about because my entire focus has been, as a young man, on art and youth and Woodridge. Mm. So to be told no from someone who's never lived in the area and doesn't understand that connection between, like, person and place, especially there... It's this very weird thing. It's, yeah, it's like, I don't know, yeah. It's just very disappointing, yeah. Mm. And um, as we record this, uh, the position of the gallery is still as it was, but um, we'll see. Well, well see. they haven't said anything, but I've noticed a lot of the, well, a, lot, <laughs> a few of the staff members, including one of the people who run the joint, have been looking at my Instagram stories. <laughs> So it's like, I know they're listening to this. And also, the Logan City Council uh, Facebook page uh, uh, have not replied to any comments or anything. Well, mm. to other people they have, but to me they haven't. Mm. So they've clearly met about this and thought, okay, don't reply to him on Facebook. And clearly the gallery have met about it because why else would they be out of nowhere going onto my Instagram and looking at things? Mm. But also, like, uh, I don't know, fuck it. <laughs> like, I, uh, it's a... Uh, it's good. Someone mentioned something about, not in a bad way, like they're just saying, oh, yeah, like surely people at the gallery will be anxious because you're kind of like shining a light on how they could be better at their jobs. And it's like, yeah, good. 
like I look, you know, I understand why someone else might feel a little bit bad about it, but I don't. It's like this is for the sake of all the kids. There are thousands of kids in that area. They could have this great connection, not even a great connection, at least know about that gallery. That's, and, that's you know, half of it. They don't even know it exists. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, not once. So I grew up there. Not once did I or any of my mates ever go to each other. Oh, you want to go to the gallery? Never. And it's not our fault, and it's not the kids' fault now. It's the fault of the gallery for not holding themselves accountable and thinking, okay, we are in this area that's notorious for being poor and, you know, having a lot of crime and things like that. But it's like... As uh, as people who run a gallery, you should take it upon yourselves a responsibility or should be seen as an honour to think, okay, how can we serve this community? Mm. How can we make the lives of these people, you know, better? Yeah. And uh, and it's also being an artist, especially someone, you know, working in an art gallery as well, you should, be, you should have that faith. You should have that faith in art that it can change lives and that it can give people at very least escapism, somewhere to go for a while that isn't, you know their home that could be filled with whatever so uh yeah so that's why i am quite comfortable with people from the gallery or the council looking at my social media posts and being anxious or thinking oh fuck what's he gonna post next or is he gonna make us look bad fucking good because like if that's what it takes for some change so in the future like these kids have a place to go and they know they have a place to go and they know that they have art in the area that's like meant for them or not even meant for them like the gallery may not even have to change their exhibitions or anything but at least sell it to the kids in a way you know like i just know the lack of youth showing up to the gallery is not the fault of the youth it's a fault of the people running the place mm. yeah do you think they're gatekeeping i only heard that word <laughs> like actually i think nick said that word i think you said that word maybe a few people have said that word to me about that I only I I never use that word. I don't even know what it means. What is it again? Is it kind of like uh, you decide who's allowed to be involved or a fan of something? I wouldn't go that far, but I would say that they just don't give a shit if young people go there or not, because otherwise, young people would go there. Mm. Think about it. every other organization that wants to reach kids; they pretty much do it, right? So, like, where is the effort? Also, yeah, show me that. Where's the effort that these people? When I say these people, I mean the gallery mm. <laughs> as an organization yep. has, uh, has made an attempt to reach with the youth. And they'll say things like, okay, but the council, you know, ca- you know, it does other things for the community or whatever. But it's like, yeah, but what does the gallery do? Because kids in that area, they expect there to be some charity that helps out or whatever. But to have the actual gallery, the Logan Art Gallery, have a program like dedicated to like helping the youth in the area and also not just the youth because I think once a year they do some exhibition that's like by young people for young people but even then you're only engaging people who are already involved and active in the community the kids who have their paintings at that show are already kids that have been told how good they are at painting and stuff what about the kids who have no like encouragement from anyone mm. the kids who don't have anyone saying that they're great at painting or that they're good and yeah so there's so many uh, kids in that area who could really use the help yeah. that only an art gallery could deliver when it comes to creativity and expression and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was I was talking to someone recently who can't remember exactly what it's called, but they're like an art therapist. Yeah, I know a few of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I w- and I was thinking about that in relation to the you know the youth of. Logan, wherever. Yeah. Of it doesn't necessarily mean that 
they have to become master painters or anything like that. It's like, here is, here's a few things. One, here is someone that has taken this path and mm. done something with it. You could do that. You it's could potentially do that. It's all and then also tools of like, maybe instead of doing things that aren't good for you or good for the, or other people of the community, because you're venting your feelings in mm. some way, you can channel it. it. It's also more than that as well. It's not just getting them to be creative. It's getting them to just see how what art can mean to them. So even if they're not kids who take up painting the next day because there's a Logan Art Gallery, there'll be kids who just go to the gallery because they enjoy art. Mm. And so it doesn't, yeah, yeah, although yes, that would be ideal if they use it as like a therapy thing and then they went home and started painting and things like that. But even for the, the kids who may not ever want to be creative themselves, for them to have a spot where they can go and experience art would be massive. Yeah. And um, it's and just amazing now because the uh, Logan Art Gallery in the 2018-2019 financial, financial year had under 20,000 visits and that's including school excursions. Mm. And, it, and they have 326,000 people in Logan. The Ipswich Art Gallery only has 200,000 people and they get over four times that. They get 86,000 people for the same financial year. Mm. So it's like, what's the go? We have like way more people in that area and far less uh, going to this art gallery. Mm. What are you saying? It's oh, it just it's just a coincidence that all the people in Logan fucking hate art. No, it's because you're not giving it to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting to see. I guess maybe it's like a lack of responsibility or a lack of ownership of like. I'm I'm very I'm trying to be very careful because I don't want to make assumptions. I don't want to be a dick. No, but then I also do want to say. <laughs> nothing <laughs> i'll save it for the yeah. post <laughs> where i can edit myself it's yeah I, I i understand it's i just i honestly just feel disappointed that there's a gallery that's funded by the people in the area and i i'm just amazed how no one has ever been like oh maybe uh maybe maybe we should uh fix this fucking thing <laughs> maybe we should do better yeah, does anyone of the d- does the performance of the gallery itself ever get reviewed? Is anyone ever that's like, good, hey, what? Are, is there any, yeah, is anyone ever like, oh, maybe, hey, guys over there at the gallery, we're from another part of the council. We're just wondering, um, fucking, you helped anyone recently? <laughs> You're like, yeah, what? Are, who's coming in? Yeah, like, what's it for? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, uh, yeah, I just, I, yeah, it's, it just amazes me that no one has been held to a higher standard than what they are, which isn't very high. I don't mm. feel. Yeah. And I'm, s- I'm so open about saying this because I am an artist and I am from the area and I feel quite comfortable saying, well, w- I know this area very well and I know art very well and I know that this should be a whole lot better. And also because the last year I've had so much to do with Sunshine Coast Counc- Council and Cloundra Regional Gallery and I know they fucking spot on with the shit that they're doing and they're way above Logan and they're a lot smaller than Logan as well and they're doing so much more than Logan Art Gallery so uh, yeah like they actually approached me they came to my studio one day the uh, gallery director and this lady who I think was the public programs officer or something they came to my studio and just asked me hey do you want to deliver a workshop for the youth in the area because they knew that 
I knew a lot of the disadvantaged youth, like the homeless ones, socially socially isolated. And he asked me to do a workshop for him. So I was like, fuck yeah. And um, yeah, so they're already onto that and they're already expanding. They're already, I think they're building a new gallery in a few years, like a massive one. So um, yeah, it's just, I've been had so much involvement and, you know, connection with the staff there in the gallery and the people. And then to go back to Woodridge and see the gallery there and also have a meeting with them and just be like a totally different vibe, like very, you know, defensive, dismissive, not open to any ideas. It's like they can admit that they don't get certain people in and all that, but then they aren't open to any change. It's like, Mm. where's this gallery going to be in another 25 years? Are they going to be getting major upgrades and more funding or are they going to be the same? It's, you know, yeah. Anyway. Hmm. All right, I'll save it for the post. I'm going to leave it for <laughs> a second. Now, we're just going to take a quick, tiny, minuscule break. All righty. Now, kind of stemming on what we just talked about, kind of the opposite way, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to talk about saying no and when to say no and why, and how to approach it for the right reason. This is very interesting you say this, because I've said no to a lot of things this year. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Yep. Did you hear about, have I told you about this? Kind of. Really? When was this? Sometime when... Mm. Anyway. You tell us, you tell us. Yeah, I said, uh, I don't want to go into details too much, because unlike with Logan Art Gallery, I don't want to publicly shame any other organisation. No, there's just a few things I've been offered over the last, maybe like nine months I've just said no to, because... I, uh, it's just, money has never mattered to me. So, like, even a few months ago, I got offered a little bit, like, a good, a pretty decent amount to do an extension of this project I'm already working on. And then I said no to that, even though the money was good. And I could probably make the time for it. I just didn't want to do it. It's important for me now to only do things I really want to do. So, like, like, that's the only thing between me saying yes or no to a project. It doesn't matter if I'm a, a certain business or whatever is offering me a certain amount. It's like, I don't know, man. Same with, like, murals. I've been offered to do murals before. It's like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to paint a fucking mural, man. And they're good money, too, but it's like, ah, it's not my thing. Um, also, I've backed out of a few projects because um, I suppose, like, I haven't thought of, like, a censored way of saying this. But I was, uh, there were three different projects I was meant to do with an organization. And then I, uh, the one of the people running the organization said something very out of line one day, like really out of line. And over the next three days, every day, they received a different email from me being like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Sorry, I hope someone else gets it. <laughs> and then, so like, especially on the third day, they would have been like, oh, is Jake going to bail from this other project as well and uh because just yeah i think it's important as artists to uh know that you know if you don't respect yourselves who's gonna and also knowing your worth and knowing that yeah you don't let people get away with saying certain things about you or to you or in front of you and uh also about respecting you and your space as well so i uh i won't go into too much about it but in early March this year, I sent a long email to a certain organization 
and just told them, you know, well, the email was actually titled Respect Artists mm-hmm. and that led to someone being relocated from where they were working. Mm-hmm. It led to locks being changed. It led to people who had access to a certain space no longer having access to it or if they did, they had to get permission and book in advance. And just because something happened that was very out of line that shouldn't have happened. And uh, yeah, I have no problem, clearly, like as you know, proven with Logan Art Gallery, I have no problem being seen as a bit of a pest or a scoundrel if it means that it's for the better of the community and artists. Like I'm quite willing, because there are a lot of artists who always, you know, I understand it like sucking up to certain people or organisations because it might better their career. And it's totally understandable. But I'm totally ready to be the guy that's like, no, this is fucking cooked, eh? And then even if I, even if it damages my relationships with some people on a professional level, at least I know, hey, they uh, made some positive change there. Mm. So the artists or the community that are there after I've gone still benefit from it. For example, the people at Logan Art Gallery and the council, they could, it's quite possible that they, <laughs> they really don't like me right now. But it doesn't matter though, because when they do open on Sundays, which they will, when they open on Sundays, there'll be literally hundreds of thousands of people who have access to this place on Sundays so they can actually go to it. And uh, it's good because, yeah, I'll know that I was a part of that and that's totally worth having a few people from Brisbane not liking me. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I think that's it too. We uh, When we uh, want to stand up for something, although it can be maybe intimidating, thinking, oh, this could affect how this this, these people see me and that could affect this and that could affect this. It's like, yeah, maybe. But, like, you know, standing up for something you believe in is always more important than what you could lose by not doing anything at all. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Mm. I think it is important for for artists. There's a, there's a dichotomy <coughs> between the... um the necessity to say yes to things to not because usually the the trouble is maybe that a young artist is either self-conscious so they don't want to say yes to things or they're pretentious so they don't want to say yes to things because they're they feel they're above stuff Mm. but at the same time if you don't value yourself as an artist especially in a um both in a self-respect way and to a degree in a business way Mm. of knowing when to say no to things yeah well for me it's very much about uh being careful of who i become and the type of artist i become and it's like okay if i if i know that i don't want to work with this organization but if i still do it anyway because i feel like i have to where is that leading me when i'm in my 40s and 50s am i gonna be the guy that just gets pushed around and he you know feels like he has to do certain things even though he does the one of the benefits of being an artist is that i don't have a, a boss that i have to listen to and oh yeah my boss fucking said do this like no if i don't want to do something i'm not going to do it like and that's that type of freedom is such a privilege as an artist so I'm, i haven't become an artist and sacrificed so much to do this to have to be doing things i don't want to do so uh yeah i think then that's the same with like uh, yeah, Logan Art Gallery and other places. It's like I, uh, it's important to um. I oh know. Yeah, mm. it's hard to explain. But yeah. Yeah, I just want to say 
something to that from the perspective of an actor. It's very similar to what you were talking about. Um, yeah, from the the direct experience of, of being an actor. So mm. I so I studied acting for three years at uni, made a lot of good friends there, a lot of good experience. Now, where I trained, we trained hard, um, and we had uh, a mindset of um, not do anything, but it was also like don't sit around and wait for things. Mm. So when I was just about to, f- I can't remember if I had finished or was just about to finish, I did a short film. Now, I'm not going to say what that short film was or anyone that was involved with it. Um, it you've told me about this before. Yeah, I've told yeah. you about it. And <laughs> I did that even though I was a little uncomfortable with it because I thought that this is what you need to do. You need to do things even if you're uncomfortable with them mm. or or, uh, or yeah. whatever. And I didn't consider whether or not, one, it was just a good story in the first place. Mm. Two, anyone that I was working with and three, the long-term implica- implications of it. Mm. Now, it hasn't been completely disastrous, mm. but I don't necessarily know if I would go back and do it again yeah. um, because of the environment on set, what happened afterwards, um, which was just a, a not great it's, yeah, film. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very important to respect artists and uh, do like... Because sorry, you just mentioned like the vibe on set and mm. after, and it's really important to respect artists. And I think that um, because it's so important to me to show that to other people as well. So, for example, if I didn't like the way that the gallery treated me as an artist, and again, not that I demand any certain special level of respect, it's just the uh, just a very basic level of being open, and you know. Mm. So if I don't like that, it's like, all right, I, uh, you got to do what you can to make sure that doesn't happen to the next person. Yeah. And that's like even with working with actors and cast and crew, it's like imp- very important that I pay everyone I work with and that I go the extra mile in little ways, like getting Nick to ask you guys, what's your favorite snack? And yeah. like just taking care of you in ways like that because it's really important to for artists to know that they are respected. And if they do work with someone who doesn't respect them as much as the last person, me for example they get to know that okay at least they're aware of okay i'm working with someone now if they if they're not paying me or if they're not caring for me like my needs in other ways that sounds like sex i mean like snacks um then uh yeah then uh it's just it's a good little like i don't know yeah and it's not nefarious to say this but people remember people do remember and that's that can be really good or really bad because like people want to remember you as being the person to work with who really cares and wants them to be comfortable and wants to you know is excited to work with them and create something special or people will also remember you as being that fuckwit who was condescending and rude and you know just uh, an asshole yeah i think and that's that's good though because if you are a good person who wants to you know give everyone a really good time then yeah. that's amazing for you because it means you know you get to do that you get to have people be excited to work with you again, and that's yeah. a good thing to be able to be someone like that. It means you've got a really large part to play in the reputation that you create. You know how you handle yourself, how you interact with other people. I also, be I also really believe in the power of influence, and I also like the idea back to the, you know, saying no to things. I like the idea that if people um, see me standing up against certain organizations or if they see me respecting the people I work with by paying them, then um, 
they might do the same. Like, yeah, absolutely. I love the idea that maybe if one of my actors decides to go direct a film one day, that they'll think, oh, well, a few years ago, Jake paid everyone. Even if it's a little bit, he still paid them. Like, So maybe I should do that. I, I really believe in that. It's I think funny, that's, that's funny you say that because that is mm. something because I've got scripts yeah. that I want to turn into a film. Yeah. But I'm not going to I'm not going to shortchange yeah, anybody you, and disrespect yeah. them. You got to yeah, you got to do it cuz like even I've even worked with like uh, graphic designers and all the, and other types of artists before and you pay them all, you know? Cuz yeah. it's like yeah, it's important to, and that's why I'm so again, why I'm so comfortable like sending you know or calling out like the Logan Art Gallery for lacking entirely. Because I, even if I do take a bit of a hit for it, maybe, I yeah. want other artists to know that, hey, that's, you know, we can stand up for things. Yeah. We can say to a local gallery, hey, you should care about the youth more and you should be open, more accessible to the community. Yeah, You don't have to always be, you know, it's good to be polite and all that, but it's also really important to know when to stand up for something as an artist too. Because mm. a lot of people over the last week and a bit have said, oh, you should be a politician or something. It's like, no, I shouldn't have to be. Artists can be powerful. Artists can create change. I really yeah. believe that. Because art, that's what art does. So artists can do it as well with their voices. And um, yeah, and that'll be something good that comes of this when they do open on Sundays will be that people will be like, oh, you mean as an artist, you can actually like make something better for the community as well as making art? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. This this <coughs> all this all reminds me a lot. I've got some friends and s- some of my cousins are in bands. Mm. So when they play shows, uh, a lot of the times they offer to like sneak someone in or give them a comp ticket yeah. or whatever. Mm. But... 99% of the time, even if it's their headliner show at the at the venue, mm. like a ticket's like 20 bucks, 25 bucks at the most. Mm. And usually it's less because they're playing on, on part of a bill. Yeah. And I feel like the least I can do is contribute financially to not only something or, and someone that I believe in, but it's something that's actually half decent. I've got a friend who's a animator, graphic designer, a bunch of that kind of thing he lives mm. in london now yeah and um although he doesn't sell prints or anything like that um i've constantly badgered him about some art that i would like t- to commission him for or whatever yeah. but it's like i want to pay you I for the art uh, yeah i i bought two uh pieces from a lady her name's hannah ruth i bought the two of hers um i collected them was that this week yeah on monday i collected them because she exhibited at a cafe in the city. And then I uh, pre-ordered or put like a deposit down on a painting from um, Shani Finch. She's oh, cool, yeah. You know her? Yeah. Yeah, she's cool. And then I, uh, and also there's a lady who works at the <laughs> the gallery in Caloundra. And uh, I got one of her paintings Cause um and people are surprised by it too because she's like this lady that's very professional and works at this gallery and word spread pretty quick because whenever I'd next go to the council or the gallery building people would be like did you get one of her fucking paintings I'm like yeah that's cool yeah you know I uh, I I love uh supporting artists but I also I hate the phrase support local artists it seems kind of patronizing to me it's like why don't you s- I don't know 
It sounds like... You shouldn't need a hashtag. Yeah, <laughs> like, it sounds like something... I will never use that for myself. Like, oh, come to my show, support local artists. It, it, it's it, like, dude, if you want to see my shit, then just come. If you don't, that's totally cool. Yeah, it sounds like something that either should be a given or that you shouldn't worry. It's like, a, please remember to wash your hands. It's like, yeah, it's like condescending yeah. or... Uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, but, I, uh, you know, I don't... Uh, you don't you know, people can do what they like, but I, I don't understand that. I Yeah, I don't know. I think the the idea, because you and I are are artists in in different mediums, is that the the common thread is that we respect what we do enough, and we respect what other people do enough that we'll either, not either, we'll we'll contribute financially if that's the mm, thing. Yeah. We'll contribute by being respectful and professional if that's the thing, because if we don't do it, as people who actually are involved in it directly, then why would we expect people that don't know about all of this mm. and don't really care that much to either be professional about it yeah. or to pay for stuff. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, and also you shouldn't. If people want to, if people want to buy art or buy tickets to a show or something, they will. Yeah. Like I don't think telling people to support local artists, they're gonna see that and be like, "Oh man, yeah, that's what my life was missing." <laughs> like, mm. I feel like. I don't know. Maybe I'm. I don't know if I'm very pessimistic about this or very optimistic about it. But I just think you you don't need to. I don't know. I'm yeah. sure the art world. If anyone in the arts community is listening to this, they're probably thinking, "Jake, shut the fuck up. I want to eat." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Hey, don't support local artists. They'll be right." <laughs> I f- yeah, I feel like. Well, I just know that I've never had to do it. I've yeah. never had to like. You know. I'm just thinking about. I don't know whether it's a, either or thing, but I'm thinking about if there's a difference between being accessible versus like enabling or something, it's a, it's a no. weird thing to say. No. I guess it would be, again, it would be like, I'm doing an art show, mm. five buck entry, hope to see you there. And then someone- Even that, see, I think this is another thing and I'm sure it goes back to me growing up poor, is that I- uh, just the not caring about money thing. Because even when you just said that $5 entry for an art show, I'm like, why the fuck would you charge people to come to an art show? Like, if they want to buy the art, that's one thing. But, like, I, I, can't, ever, I can't imagine ever charging people to come to an exhibition of mine. Because, like, actually, I said no, because uh, Backdocs Art, I probably shouldn't have said the name. Ah, fuck, it should be right. They asked me to exhibit at, like, their opening last year. And then I saw, and then I said no, because... It was entry, paid entry to the opening. I'm like, how's it? So it's paid entry to this opening. What? And it's like, I'm, why would I exhibit there if it's if people have to pay just to go to a place to then pay to buy beer for it? So yeah, I just said, no, nah, I can't do it. Like, yeah, I can't. Yeah. Sure. Mm. But I remember you telling me this. Maybe it was even not long after we met, but mm. it was. It wasn't a complaint. It was just like a. Oh, don't you hate it when this happens? Oh, um, there's a big list of those things yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> Of kind of like um, I'm doing a thing. Hope to see you there. Oh, I'm sorry I couldn't make it. Oh no no, I that uh, that amuses me now more than it would. Well, I'd actually, I don't think it ever bothered me. I think it's just uh, I think it's always amused me. I I get a kick out of it. It doesn't happen really anymore. But the first like year or two of like releasing works, no matter how much, <laughs> no matter how much time you give people, because I would book, uh, you know, theaters or uh, book launches or whatever, like, if, well, you know, months and months in advance. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, on the day, there'd be some people, quite a lot of people being like, oh, I'm sorry, man, I can't come. 
<laughs> and it just like a uh, text two hours before. I, yeah, but now looking back on that now, it just uh, it just makes me laugh because it's because it does it doesn't matter at all. Like it's it's gonna be fine. Like they uh, you don't need people to come to things. It's not about having people show up really. It's just well for me, it's not for me. It's just about making art and releasing it, and that's all that matters to me. The uh, yeah. And apparently that's all that matters to the Logan Art Gallery because clearly you don't give a fuck if anyone comes. There you go. It's perfect for you. Yeah. <laughs> Logan Art right Gallery. Cool. Well, I wanted to talk about one more thing and you can decide how much you divulge. Yep. I'm taking it back to the Logan Art Gallery. Whatever you say, I'm taking it back. Watch this. Yep. Yeah. Come on. What do you got? What are you working on? I'm working on fucking the new Logan Art Gallery. Um... How good would it be, like, this is a pretty wild concept, mm-hmm. but if Logan Art Gallery were just like, oh, dude, let's give a shit at all about anything, that would be, yeah, I, yeah, I'd really like for that to happen. It probably won't, but if it did. What am I seriously working on? Yeah. Like I said, Logan Art Gallery. I'm sorry. <laughs> just yeah, I've seen, <laughs> you could, you know what, next book release is just a collection of all the, all the Logan Art Gallery related Writings. Pieces, yeah. yeah. Fuck. That would be a bigger con- contribution to the arts than Logan Art Gallery's yeah. ever made. Closed on Sundays by Jake Moss. Yeah, yeah. I um, <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I suddenly have this impulse to just roast Logan Art Gallery while we're recording. But <laughs> yeah, well you, you kind of did. I went to the bathroom, took a break. I went to the yeah, bathroom. Yeah, then I was coming back. Posted something. Yeah, yeah, it's just... Uh, Logan Art Gallery. It's pretty weird when you think about it. Like, how can you be closed on Sundays? Am I insane? I'm. Is anyone else seeing this shit? <laughs> I um, yeah. All right, I'll stop. What was your question again? What am I working on now? What I'm are you working on at the moment? I'm working on a film, and I'm working on a, um, yeah, a film, mostly a film. Oh, there is a novel. I that's. Uh, that's its own thing that's taken a pause for a bit just because i need to work on this film uh yeah the mostly a film and i'm excited to do that we'll be shooting in woodridge in november um and yes you're part of that which should be fun exciting yeah i'm keen and um yeah dude it's gonna Jake's be sick. been teaching me how to play footy yeah i've been teaching you how to kick a footy it's been fucking good uh yeah you can yeah you drop kick now too. Okay. You do, hey, I've yeah. I have we, done it because we didn't leave until you got ten yeah. drop kicks. Yeah, yeah. they that have. I have drop kicked before. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you said drop kick, and then I just thought of Logan Art Gallery because that's what <laughs> they are. I, uh, Speaking of dropping the ball, yeah, imagine, yeah, yeah, expe- exactly. I, uh, Logan Art Gallery, this is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, you'll be kicking the ball to me and it'll slip out of my fingers and you'll be like, what are you doing, Logan Art Gallery? Yeah, what are you fucking Logan Art Gallery? You're letting this shit slide. I, uh, yeah. It's just interesting too, because like, yeah, looking into the future as well, which I feel like a council should always be doing, thinking about developing the area. And because think about it, okay, Logan Art Gallery open on Sundays, you know, uh, they develop a program for the youth, more people get involved, um, they get busier and busier, they get more funding, and, you know, within 20 years, they could easily justify building a massive new gallery. And then if they, if they become known among locals and even people in surrounding councils that this place has this fucking amazing gallery, then that would, over time, that would attract tourism, surely. Imagine if, like, 
there was a place like even half the size of Goma in Logan and it's just known for this place. There'd be play- people from all over being like, yo, let's take a drive down to Logan to the art gallery. Even if it is known for being this place that's like a hood, it'd be like that hood that has this fucking awesome gallery and like all the locals fucking love it, everyone. Yeah, so I, uh, I don't see why in like another 25 years why that couldn't be a thing to have like this massive gallery in Logan that mm. people legit travel to see. And that's not going to happen. Nothing like that will happen at all if it starts with opening on Sundays. Yeah. I posted that status the other day. I took a shit at my center, right? Not at my center, like not just there on the floor, like in the toilets in my center. And then I posted a status saying that the shit I just took has done more for the youth of Logan than the Logan Art Gallery. Something like that. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I, uh, I've had it. It's a... Uh, I was meant to be in New York again for May and June to do, like, stand-up stuff. And this has just made me want to go back more to just, like, oh. I was thinking of doing, like, a um a stand-up show, my first one in Australia, mm. where I'm just roasting the gallery the entire time. I was considering it. It's a... Uh, this is the thing as well. Like... For me to not get bored of this Logan Art Gallery thing, I'm going to have to get even more and more creative with it. So it's not just going to be me posting statuses for the next, like, 12 months. Like, I'll throw in some memes. I'll throw in a billboard or two. Yeah, there's a, like, it's there's like a community of uh, <laughs> Logan Art Gallery memes at the moment. Yeah, there are a lot. Yeah, people have been sending them in, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a... Uh, in uh, fact, you've got a, a famous Italian painter... Jacob Mussolini, yep. dude, that guy, man, I can't believe that he backed this cause. Jacob Mussolini, for those who don't know, is a very famous Italian artist and has been uh, uh, featured in Playgirl magazine a uh, many time. Mm-hmm. He, uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah Jacob Mussolini, uh, Mussolini, and uh, yeah, he's. And I'm just so glad that he found out about this cause and started backing it because um, it really does mean a lot. It does, like, yeah, I'm sure that the gallery, you know, when they see that he's backed it. I'm sure they will feel even more embarrassed that they haven't made any mm. changes because, you know, to have an artist of his caliber mm. go against your gallery, like, that says a lot in the art world. Yeah. International <laughs> international disgrace. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I got the sniffles. Don't worry, it's not COVID. We'll be all right. It's all good. Uh, cool. Well, thank you, Jake. <laughs> Thank you, Jake, for joining us again. Thank you for having me, Maddie. You're very welcome. Now, uh, Jake can be found online on Instagram at jakemoss4114. Yep, that's right, yeah. That is the mm. Woodridge postcode. Yep. He can be found on Facebook at Jake Moss, and his website is www.jakemoss.net. You can find him all over the internet. You can find him... Not at the Logan Art Gallery on Sundays, because they're fucking closed. No. He might stand out front there at some point um, on a Sunday, but mm. unfortunately, he will not be let in. Uh, not because they won't allow him in. They just <laughs> Although I'm sure we will get there. The staff won't be there because mm. they're closed on Sundays. Mm. And uh, Jake, is there anything else you'd like to tell the listeners about what you're working on, where you can find them, any... Any advice or any uh, uh, any meme templates for um, roasting Logan Art Gallery? No, uh, no, I think uh, no, I'm good. 
No, yeah, if people want to find out about me or what I do, they can. Like, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm very, yeah, I really need to take a shit, like, really bad. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm cool. Um, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening, and I hope you enjoy Matt's podcast and his other episodes as well, because they're fabulous. Thank you for joining me, Jake. Sweet. Cool. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.